Welcome to Simplifying Life Through Technology. Today we have Kevin Elder and John Finney of SAFE. Kevin, John, welcome to the podcast room. John has got the coolest shirt on. We don't have video yet, but he's wearing a KISS 4th of July shirt. It is really, really cool. It's like KISS with the flag on it. Yes, it's very nice. Thank you, guys. (laughs) John, a man of many words. (laughs) Well, welcome. So tell us about yourselves. We're familiar with you. You do some work on our website. Yes. And do some photos for us on occasion. Kevin's photography, I think, is on Instagram. Yes. And Very true. You also do this as well. Yes. How long have we known each other? Oh, man. 10, 12 years. 10, 12 years. Yeah. We've been riding together about 10, 12 yeah. years. And little known fact, fun fact, as the kids like to say. Kevin and I both lived and or live on Easy Street. Yes. Is that not true? That is true. Kevin literally lives on Easy Street. It's not all it's cracked up to be. John, what about you? I'm a longtime resident of the community here, Davidson, Mooresville. I've been cycling for probably 20 years, different groups in the area, usually Spirited Cyclist Club based out of Huntersville and Davidson. And then on Tuesday and Thursday nights, you'll find me up here on Brawley School Road riding around. So tell us about SAFE, the acronym and and what it is and what it stands for. Just give us the high level. Okay. SAFE is street access for everyone. And it was created after a somewhat famous local cyclist was hit and killed Mm. on Highway 115 in January of, I think it was 19. So a bunch of us cyclists came together and wanted to kind of pay tribute to him by creating this group. You know, our mission is to make roads safer for basically everyone, pedestrians, cyclists, kids, motorists. Who was the cyclist that was killed? Earl Gillen was his name. And Earl was kind of a local legend. He used to cycle, how many thousand miles was he on average a year? A hundred, at least a hundred a day. Yeah, he did like 20,000 miles a year. So let me just say, the three of us in here are all cycle. I have a goal this year to get to 4,000 miles, which to give you an idea is is about 77 miles a week. So this guy is averaging 100 miles a day. He was retired at the time. He was right at late 50s maybe? Yeah. Is that about right? Maybe, yeah. 100 miles a day is incredible. I mean, incredible. So just to give you an idea, this was not a rookie or an amateur. When this happened, it was a tragedy, both for the cycling community and just the community in general. So this is really cool that you guys taking it upon yourself to make things better. Something had to be done because it was getting pretty crazy. Some other things happened with some other cyclists that they didn't get killed, but they were hit. So what are goals of SAFE? I mean, clearly it's to make things safer, but how are you doing that? Our mission is to encourage and drive advocacy for the safety of all road users throughout this area and to collaborate with town councils and law enforcement in this area and, you know, drive change for improvement. Part of that has been we've worked hard on getting the Bikes May Use full lane signs Mm, added to the roads in the area. And we've been really successful with that. John's been a big part in that as well. John, I know you scribbled a, a bunch of notes down here. What you got? 
tagging on to the Bikes May Useful lane, uh, we started out with the town of Mooresville. I think they went first, and then the town of Davidson come on board shortly after that. Cornelius, Huntersville. We went to Statesville, which is slightly north of Lake Norman. They rolled out a ton of signage up there, and they really wanted to increase the capability of people to commute into town via bike. I think overall, we've got probably 130 signs out between the Huntersville all the way to Statesville area. You know, if you're riding around this area in a car or a bike, you should see a sign somewhere. So just increasing the awareness of cyclists being out on the roads, that's a huge goal of what we're trying to accomplish. So just to be clear, kind of in your own time, you and and other advocates for this are going to the town council meetings. And when there's an open forum, you're basically saying, hey, we've, we've found this, you know, we had this tragedy and we want to try to prevent this going forward. So you literally stand up at the town council meeting, a la Footloose, and you say, hey, this is something that, that we'd like to see change. And then through that, that becomes like a motion and they discuss it and then they assign, I guess, the budget to pay for these signs and put them up and that kind of stuff. Is that kind of how it works? Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. There's more to it, but yeah, that's one of the steps. Okay. And one of our other members, Scott McConnell, he's really good at public speaking. So he's the one that for the most part has been in there talking. He does a really good job. So we have members all over our committee that are in different areas that really help us get things accomplished. What are some of the challenges that you've faced as you've tried to make things safer? Well, I think one of the challenges is like the rural roads. So there's really no coverage out on the rural roads. Most of our road cyclists are on those roads. It's obviously not in our benefit to ride around the the city roads and, you know, five o'clock traffic, et cetera. So working with the local towns, we're able to accomplish a lot and get stuff rolled out there quickly. But getting out with an NCDOT and the rural roads is a very hard thing to do. Is there also part of safe educating cyclists about whether it's road etiquette or where to ride or when to ride or anything like that? Is that also part of it? Yes. Education is going to be one of the biggest parts of this and not only for cyclists, but also for motorists. So we need to come at it from both sides. Yeah. So other than the signs, how do people even know you guys exist? I mean, that's obviously a very important part of it, but then disseminating this information, like how do they even know this is out there? Well, we have our website. We try to attend local events that hand out our brochures and talk to people and, you know, get to know people out there. Mm -hmm. And we've met a lot of people, not just cyclists, but people that don't ride as well. You know, we're also out here for runners and kids who bike. You know, we get out in the community and are able to, you know, shake hands and meet people out there. So it's very grassroots yeah, to, on some level. Again, for those people that don't know, there's clubs everywhere. Like I belong to a club down in Surf City down near Topsail, and there's a big group down there that ride. And so I know it's it's kind of – it's all over. Are you kind of the first of your kind, or did you say, hey, there's this group in Indianapolis, and we're going to kind of model after that. I'm just making that up. We just started this, and – group of us got together and came up with the ideas. And I mean, I'm sure there's similar groups out there. There's another group in that's statewide here called Bike Walk North Bike Carolina. Walk NC. Yeah. Mm. Now they're a statewide organization. 
they're a big organization. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of impact with laws and stuff. That's their goal is to get laws changed. But we're just a smaller local group that is working with the local communities. The work that Bike Walk is doing (laughs) takes longer because they're dealing with governments and laws and stuff like that. So that stuff takes a long time. We were able to accomplish these signage placement things in like record time. People that worked for the town and everything were shocked at how fast we were able to get this stuff done. So we're pretty proud of that. That's cool. John, what do you do in your real life other than cycling and being an advocate for safety for cyclists? I've been an IT pro for about 20 years now, and I work in the cybersecurity realm. Oh, Oh, that's cool. Kevin, what about you? Actually, I know your background, but... In engineering, I'm a designer, actually, for Ingersoll Rand for... 25 years, probably, maybe 30. And what do you design specifically? Right now, air compressors, industrial air compressors. People always ask me, why do you have to design a compressor? Haven't they been around for like a long time? Yeah. Well, you know, each customer has their own requirements. So you're basically designing for their needs. The basics of it are pretty much set, obviously. But And I know you've been working from home now for quite some time since the whole COVID thing, but the Ingersoll Rand campus, for those of you that don't know, is absolutely gorgeous. The ex Ingersoll Rand campus. We're no longer part of it. I didn't know that. Man. Breaking news. I knew they were purchased, but I didn't know like the campus was gone. Yeah. They're now leasing space in the MSC building right off the exit. Okay. Huh. So we haven't moved in there yet, but we'll be moving in there next year. I think the beginning of the year. All right. Well, Michelle, Guess what time it is, Michelle? Actually, I'd like to just take a step back. I don't know if either one of you are aware, but I have my own group, the Lake Norman Transportation Safety Partnership. And our focus is to make the streets safer as well. More so for commuters, it was really born out of the I-77 construction debacle. But I do know that NCDOT has a Watch For Me NC program through the police departments because I know we've put things out for it before. Is that a part of that larger group that's working with the government? Is it Bike Walk? I think it's two separate groups, two separate processes. I have seen that in the Davidson community and the Cornelius community. They're really good at like giving out helmets and lights to kids and things like that, helping the kids be more safe. So, Have you ever considered handing these out in some of the carpool lines at the schools? Because I'm not dogging on the mom pickup line, but I've seen them hit the cops before as they're going through it. So they can't You've, get you've the- seen a mom in a car hit a cop? Yes, several times at Huff High School. Really? Yes, as they're pulling out. I can't remember. His, his first name is Eddie, but Eddie <coughs> used to be our school resource officer, and he would also direct traffic in the mornings. And as he was flagging people through, he got hit a couple of times. Wow. There and, you go. and the wow. moms would just drive off or whoever presumably was, was driving the vehicle. But <laughs> it was definitely an issue because it was so blatant. And, you know, I asked him about it one time. I was like, you know, can you get hit before? And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I've been hit a few times and they just keep on going. So if they can't pull out past a cop without hitting them, I'm scared to see, you know, kind of what you guys are doing on the roads on a bicycle and they can't get around you. And the kids riding their bikes to that same school. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Have you guys had any close calls? I've had several. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's part of cycling. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Getting buzzed is part of cycling. I've been buzzed by a sheriff. You know, actually, you kind of accept part of that when you're riding on the roads. I mean, that that is going to happen. The scarier ones are when people pass... And when another car is coming in the opposite direction, they think 
they could just kind of get around you and then go back. But you have no idea how close there are head on collisions very regularly. Yeah. But it's not like it happens every ride and every day. And most of the folks that are out there riding, especially on the streets, it's not like their first ride. You don't go out there the very first day. And I think one of the things that motorists may not know is that there's actually rules of the road that cyclists abide by and there's etiquette and there's the folks that are riding in groups. Most of them are very conscientious and recognize that there's right of ways and obey the traffic laws and all that stuff. And I would say that almost everybody that I know the three of us ride with at the very least know all of that stuff. I found that a big part of it is the education portion because like Norman's just become a melting pot of people that have relocated from other states and they're not familiar with the rules or the laws of motorcyclists and bicyclist rights on the road. Wherever they're moving from, maybe it was different. They're just not familiar and they just assume that you guys are in the ways that I think education, especially at the DMV, I mean, the test is hard enough. Why can they not put a little bit more focus on safety? That would be a, a dream of ours be to get more education in like driver's ed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big hill to climb. <laughs> well, Michelle brought up the North Carolina motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. So if you could work with them and you could go and right now the date range is like 10 years on a license renewal. Mm-hmm. Well, if I turn 80 next year, I got to wait till I'm 90 to get a renewal on my license. Yeah. So Hopefully, North Carolina eventually could change that to like a three-year period at a certain age or a five-year period at least. Very helpful in our in our situations. So as you not being a cyclist, what's your view of cyclists on the road? You know, I will tell you, I moved from the West Coast and I wasn't surprised to see bikeless because it's just so beautiful here. And I lived out in the Huntersville area when we first moved here and it wasn't unusual to see bicyclists all the time down Rama Church Road. Learning what the laws are and what the bicyclists' rights are is very important because when I started doing the NCDOT program, Watch For Me, I learned a lot personally that I didn't know and started posting facts of, hey, did you know that somebody's in a crosswalk, they have the right-of-way? Or, no, you can't just run somebody over because you think that you have the right-of-way. And it's very basic things that you would think people would just grasp. I think setting the expectations is huge because if you're expecting to go 55 and you see a bicyclist and you feel like they're going to slow you up, And not knowing the expectations that you can't just buzz them or run them over or honk at them or harass them. It comes down to patience. You know, when you encounter a cyclist on the road, you're not typically held up more than a few seconds. So it's important for people to just have a little bit of patience and understand that they have the same rights on the road that everybody else does. I mean, bicycles in North Carolina are considered vehicles, and that's why they are required to follow the same rules on the road, and that's why they're allowed on the road. They're just not motorized. Actually, some of them are now. Yeah. (laughs) Before we transition, we did not mention that SAFE is a 501c3 A nonprofit organization. You want to touch on that, John? Maybe explain what that is and how folks could get involved or how they can donate or what does that mean? Sure. So it is a nonprofit group now. We had a couple of members work very hard on getting the application submitted and approved through the government. That allows people to donate tax deductions, monetary values 
always check with your accountant. But it's a good way for us to raise funds and people to support us with financial ways and help us do what we need to do to go out and promote safe and keep working. Yeah. And the money we raise, we try to put towards advertising to get our name out there and get our message out there. It also helps with website expenses and sure, you know, yeah. the, the little expenses we incur in this journey. It all helps. I mean, this is a labor of love for, for you guys. Yeah. Right. So yeah, nobody's paid on this business. It is a corporation. Sure. We all volunteer. Some of us volunteer uh, quite a bit of time, you know, to it. I'm sure. We will go ahead and transition. To our famous question. Here at SoundVision, we aim to simplify life through technology. We recognize that access to friendly, helpful, and capable support is foundational for any technology experience. For more information, visit our website at soundvisionlakenorman.com. See that transition? John, what is your favorite band of all time? Honestly, I like them all. 2000s Rock is my favorite. 2000 Rock. So give us some examples. NSYNC. <laughs> Sublime, NSYNC. Yeah. Kiss, obviously, I'm wearing that shirt today, but yeah, there's a lot of them from that era. Give me your favorite Kiss album. I did say album. Yeah, I know. You CD. said album. I draw a blank on that one, actually. Really? Yeah. We don't know album names. Dress to Kill, Hotter Than Hell, I was just Love Gun. Oh, you don't ask me that question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you have the Kiss Love Gun, the, the little thing that came in the album? No, I didn't have that. When Love Gun came out in the album form, it had a little gun in it and the gun had like a paper inside of it and you would fling your hand down like this and the paper would fly out and it'd go like that. Oh, I love that thing. My first sister got married. I was the ring bearer and in the wedding, she and I still have it. She gave me the, a triple album. It was Kiss Kiss. It was Kiss Destroyer and Hotter Than Hell. And that's what I got for being the, the ring bearer in a wedding. How old were you as a ring bear? Under 10, I can tell you that. Okay, I was imagining like 20-year-old Mark. <laughs> no, no, no. And so that's what... <laughs> Kiss was awesome. Kevin? Yeah, how about you, Kevin? Uh, hands down, Tool. Really? Favorite that's band of surprising. all time. surprising. Why? I wouldn't strike you as a Tool fan. Oh, yeah. I knew that was going <laughs> to happen. Why is that? What is it about Tool? I don't know, man. It's just smart writing and smart music. Oh, okay. That's cool. I just love it, yeah. It's loud, fast. Well, if you get past that and you listen to it, uh-huh. it's just very intelligent writing. And I mean, the guys that play, they're like the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the drummer and the bassist and the guitarist, they're all just... Musicians are crazy talented. Some yeah. of those folks are just unbelievably talented. Hands down, favorite band. All right. What about your favorite 80s band, John? Favorite 80s band? My memory doesn't go back that far, Mark. <laughs> doesn't go back that far? Wow. Say Skinner. Oh, all right. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early, right. 80s. Early 80s. Early, yeah. My favorite 80s band, wow. Maybe Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Van Halen. Original, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really like when Sammy Hagar came Van in, Hagar, yeah. But I did grow to like them later, like after they were done. Like now, I like them now. Back then, I didn't really care for it. We were just at the beach two weeks ago, two Saturdays ago. We saw a tribute band called 84. They actually, they do Def Leppard and Van Halen. Their Def Leppard is very poor, but their Van Halen was pretty good. Nice. And they, yeah, they do the whole, you know, the whole show. They don't play any Sammy Hagar. Yeah. 5150 and OU12 and stuff like that. 
Well, Mark, I'll have to self-admit here. The Foo Fighters, nobody beats them. So. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Hey, didn't deal. one of the Foo Fighters just died? Yeah. I think yeah, the drummer, drummer, right? Taylor Hawkins, yeah. Oh, my. Foo Fighters are great. Yeah. That was really sad. That just happened. That's yeah, crazy. that was just like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Yeah, they're very good. That was a good, good call. Very good call, John. Yeah, that Foo Fighters, that's another really, really great band. Yeah. I like them. More recent. They're 90s. Michelle, take control. I see the look. Favorite ride destination or that, that you've been to or that you would like to travel to? Oh, man, I'm dying to do Ragbri. What's Ragbri? The ride across Iowa. You've not heard of Ragbri? That is one big party uh, on wheels. No, I've never. cycling event in the world, most likely. The ride across Iowa? Yeah. Why Iowa? <laughs> is it just flat? There's they just said, hey, let's pick Iowa. It's been, I think next year is the 50th year. Oh, that's cool. No, I've never heard of it. Wow. How long is the ride? Oh, it's a week long. How much per day? I think there's different routes, but you do like 70 maybe a day. Okay. 50 to 70, something like that. That's, have you done this, John? I have not. I know people who have, and it's a, it's a fun ride. What about you? What's your favorite ride destination you've done or want to do? I did Road to the Sun about three years ago out in Whitefish, Montana, the Glacier Park area. That was wow. a, that's an epic climb, just a beautiful scenery. You do nothing but climb, 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 climb. And then at the top, you look back and you're like, holy cow, did I that's just do that? for me. When you do that, for folks that are listening that are not cyclists, you invent new curse words <laughs> that are not part of the English language. Literally, yeah. things come into your brain that have never entered there before. <laughs> yeah. Nothing worse than climbing on a bike. It's very, very painful. Michelle, what about you? My favorite ride destination? Yes. The carousel at the fair. The car- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next year, now that we're empty nesters, we're thinking about doing the mountain, the beach ride. We'd like to do that. Oh, the mountains to coast? Mountains North to Carolina. coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the first kind of travel. That's, that's typically the first week of October. That's a great ride, Mark. I did it back in, I think, 2014 or 15. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, we started in Elkin, North Carolina. Yeah. Ended up in we wet on Outer Banks. So yeah. Great rod. That's cool. I've yeah. worked that event two years. Just the first year I did. Uh, you did uh, the sag wagon or? No, the first year I did customer stuff. Where, yeah, where you sign people in that have registered. And second year I drove a luggage truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I transported everybody's luggage every day. Very cool. Down to the next. That is a really good time. That sounds like the extent that I would be involved on a bike ride. Yeah. <laughs> That was a lot of fun, too, just working the event. Well, that's awesome. But so, yeah, Mark, look into Ragbri because I'll probably be trying to recruit ooh, you to do that, too. Ooh, how about that? That's sad. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners how to find out more about SAFE? Yeah, first visit our website at www.safelkn.com. We also have a Facebook page, which is at SafeLKN. Awesome, um, and we'll put those links in the show notes yeah. as well. Yeah, okay. Most of the local bike shops will have safe flyers in them. You should hand those out at the DMV and the carpool line. <laughs> and the this carpool whole- line. Get out to that carpool line. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this was awesome. John, Kevin, it's a pleasure. We really appreciate it and promoting safe for our community, not only for the cyclists, but also for the motorists. Thank you for volunteering and for doing that and for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us in here. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right, then we'll go ahead and wrap up. All right, cool. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about Sound Vision at soundvisionlakenorman.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Soundvision LKN, Instagram, and Facebook. 